You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The series shifts to Salt Lake, and the Jazz pick up right where they left off and get a 115-102 victory. This is Derek Favors. Here's your Jazz Game Rewind. Hey there, Jazz fans. I'm Andrew Sorensen, and welcome to your Jazz Game Rewind. After taking Game 2 in Oklahoma City, Jazz fans were hoping the Jazz could come into tonight with a little momentum and get off to a hot start. They did just that. They got off to an 18-10 lead in the first But that's not the story of tonight's game. The story is runs. Each team had their very distinct runs, which dictated the flow of the game. And ultimately, the Jazz ended with a ginormous run to put them away. The Jazz would go on an 18-10 run at the first, followed by an 18-2 run by Oklahoma City. The Jazz then would go on their own 22-4 run and lead 58-53 at the half. Once again, to open the third, the Jazz would go on a 9-0 run, followed by some more Oklahoma City runs. But ultimately, what it came down to is the Jazz were able to lock down on defense midway through the third. One example of this is how Paul George had zero field goals in the third quarter until the 52nd mark. And as we've seen this series, because Westbrook isn't his dominant self, he's been very good, but not dominant. If you're able to shut Paul George down or at least slow him down, the Thunder really start to get a little confused. They start to try to run more offense through other players that don't typically have the ball in their hands. And ultimately, the Jazz are able to take advantage of this. This is exactly what happened in the third quarter, and the Jazz were able to push the lead up. Ultimately, by the end of the third, the Jazz would have a solid lead of 89 to 75. Crowd comes to their feet. Rubio goes to the A in Utah with the yellow shoulders and the black shorts. He works to the right, flips it over to Ingles. 4-3. Nope. Long rebound. Rubio has it. Rubio for three at the horn. Got it! Man. Now that might be the blueprint of how things went down. But what really matters are the players. Who affected this game for the Jazz? Hands down, the number one guy tonight for the Utah Jazz was Ricky Rubio. 2.8 seconds on the shot clock. Inbound comes to Gobert. Left hand hook. Good. There it is. And that is the triple-double for Ricky Rubio. His sixth triple-double of his career. His first, obviously, in the playoffs. Now, one thing, you know, a triple-double is is great. It, it means you, you know, really contributed in many factors of the game. But one thing that is hard to recognize unless you watch the game is how much that player really affected the outcome of the game. You know, it's possible to get 10-10-10 triple-double and not have a huge impact on the outcome of the game. You know, that might be sacrilegious on how important triple-doubles are especially this year in naming certain award members. I'll stop there. 
is the fact that Ricky Rubio's triple-double tonight was critical in switching the momentum in the Jazz favor or building more momentum in the Jazz favor to really get the outcome of tonight. You know, he was only two for seven from the three-point line, but both those threes felt huge in helping the Jazz get the victory. Now your stat of the night goes to the fact that Donovan Mitchell, with 22 points and 11 rebounds, got his second double-double in a row. Now, that's great, but what makes it even more amazing is the fact that he had zero double-doubles, as surprising as it is. He did have double-digit points and nine rebounds a few times this season, but he has now done it two games in a row. He just continues to improve his game. Here's another amazing stat on Donovan Mitchell. If you haven't gotten enough Donovan Mitchell amazing stats over the last few months, here's another one. Donovan Mitchell, over the last two games that the Jazz have won, has outscored Russell Westbrook 23-2 to in the fourth quarter. Now, Westbrook is known as a closer as a guy who can put an entire team on his back, especially in times when it matters. He's not known as a guy who chokes. He's known as a guy who, against all odds, can drive the lane, get the foul, get the layup, and come out with a victory. A rookie who, by the way, is guarding Westbrook, so it's not just that Westbrook isn't doing well because the Jazz defense is great. It's Mitchell whose defense is great, along with the Jazz being good. Mitchell has kept Westbrook to two points in the fourth quarter. I don't know about you, but that is just incredible. Okay, enough of that. We'll hopefully have many, many more Mitchell facts and things to get excited about in the years to come as Jazz fans. Let's get back to the game, and let's... Take a listen to the point of tonight where I think the Jazz really put them away. Oklahoma City is is has multiple stars. They're never truly out of it when you have that much talent. But eventually a team has to concede. And I think this point in the game, midway through the fourth, is the point where everything that Maybe Oklahoma City hoped would happen, really went out the window, and the Jazz were able to coast the rest of the way. Now, at the 8.50 mark of the fourth quarter, the Jazz were up by seven points, 93-86. to They would then go on a run that involved Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell, and Ricky Rubio that I think, once again, put this game away. Let's send it down to David Locke and his partner, Ron Boone, to hear exactly how that call sounded. Paul George, 29% effective field goal percentage. Ingles, in the seven shots against Paul George, 14%. So leading Rubio and others to make plays. Rubio, cross-court pass, Ingles, three. Jingle and Joe Ingles rips the cords for three. Jazz back by 10, ninth assist for Rubio. Four threes for Rubio, Joe Ingles tonight. One in each quarter. First corner three for the Jazz since the first three plays of the game. Donovan jumps a passing lane, steals it. Gives it over to Ingles' right side. Cross court to Favors, touch pass to Gobert. Layup, no. Tipped, no. Picked up by Westbrook. Full throttle down, coming left to right in the blue uniform. Low right hand dribble, cut off by Rubio. Leaves it behind for George. 
Paul George has got 23. Razzle dazzle dribble in between his legs. Going at Gobert, drives, kicks to the corner to Grant. Mitchell there, off balance, drive by Grant Short. Favors picks it up, hands to Rubio, 10 point Jazz lead. Outlet Ingles, Westbrook is back, fouled. He'll get two free throws. That's a huge sequence right there. Yeah. Westbrook, just his second foul. Seems like both teams starting to pick the defense up here. Well, the Thunder don't want it. Neither team wants to go down 2-1, let's be honest. Ingles free throws good. Joe Ingles has 17 points and four assists when he has 10 points and five assists. The Jazz are 23 and two this year. So what I'm saying is get one more assist. We can go home. Makes both free throws. Joe Ingles, who's been crazy quiet this year, now has 18. This series has 18. When he scores more than 10, the Jazz are 38 and 16. He just called out the play to, to the bench and to his teammates. High pick and roll between George and Adams. He snakes back to the left behind the three-point line, fires and misses. 12-point Jazz lead, 98-86. Rubio hands off to Donovan, splits the defense, attacks Adams, kicks to Joe, bad pass. He's got to go get it. Puts it in the shooting pocket, fires and hits. <laughs> Mr. Ingles to you, son. That's your math teacher putting 21 on you tonight. 101-86, run by the Jazz. And we'll bring something back to you that we've had a conversation we've had early in the year about that perfect pass is thrown to players all the time and how you practice bad passes being thrown at you to get a shot off. And there it was right there. Inbound to George, bobbles it out of bounds, Jazz ball. Ingles is now bothering Paul George. After Paul George talking trash and punking him for the first two games, now Joe Ingles is relishing it. Utah's up by 15 with 7.14 now it to is play. playoff time, and you can never get enough of the Utah Jazz at this time of year. So if you want more, head on over to LockedOnJazz.net, where you will find both David Locke's game notes, empty in the noggin, where he breaks down in bullet point form, what he thought of the game, and different stats and things that happened throughout the game. Also, you can listen to David Locke and Ron Boone's postcast as they record audibly their thoughts and impressions immediately following the game and possibly preview the game to come. Once again, that can be found at LockedOnJazz.net. Now, if you are lucky and you head on over immediately after listening to this, to utahjazz.com, there might be a few more tickets to Monday night's game, 8.30 tip-off against Oklahoma City as the Jazz look to make it a 3-1 series. You will not want to miss this. Do whatever you can to be in the building. Jazz playoff games here at Vivint Smart Home are something that cannot be duplicated anywhere else. Following the game tonight, Mitchell admitted he had never played in front of a crowd as loud as he did tonight. Opposing players routinely talk about, even after their retirement, how hard it was to play in this arena, not just during the regular season, but especially during the playoffs. Be a part of that. Now that's going to do it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this Jazz Game Rewind. I hope to see you here on Monday night, and I'll see you next time. 